Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Hydrated Brooke Roberts. You're very hydrated, huh? Yeah, I've got a lot of liquids. So many liquids. I'm looking at three kind of liquids in front of you right now. Number one smoothie. is water. Oh. Number two is smoothie. Number three is no more cold brew. It's the end of a cold brew. There's maybe one more sip. Folks, how has your week been? It's new. It's fresh. It's Monday. It's 2022. We're going to tell you all about our last week, uh, which was our first week of 2022. I think pretty successful, don't you think, Ash? Oh, yeah. We did. A, we had a lot of firsts on this first week of the year. First uh, card game at our house. First table in our apartment. First uh, had something happen at Disneyland. That was a bucket list experience. And uh, first time watching a documentary that is under lock and key that we will tell you all about later in the episode. It's called Sweatbox. You're going to want to hear about it. So uh, keep think, listening. Uh, I think you're going to want to hear about it. Uh, I think it's <laughs> right up your alley. I like that little uh, sort of introduction, that impromptu introduction to all of the things that we're going to talk about. Yeah, I like to let people know what the menu is. You know, like take a look. Here are topics we're going to discuss right off the bat. Plus... Maybe we'll give our thoughts on the Challenge All-Star Season 2, uh, which uh, is wrapping up, I believe, next week. It seems to be. All signs point to it being wrapped up next week. Yeah. Um, so I guess none of this could be uh, talked about until we really address the fact that we got ourselves a kitchen table, right? I mean, that's, that's number one. finally got a kitchen table after much looking online. I don't have you guys tried to buy a kitchen table recently you can buy a really crappy one from walmart or target for like two hundred dollars somewhere in the hundred to two hundred dollars what makes it crappy first of all we're we're surrounded by walmart furniture well we're surrounded by flower home furniture the drew barrymore collection for walmart and and she doesn't provide a kitchen table drew barrymore has no need for a kitchen table no she doesn't i will say her quality of home goods are in are are high for walmart and that's okay that's great i'm into that and i'm not against walmart i'm just saying like the cheaper tables 200 and under okay on amazon I mean, it, you have, you'll be hard-pressed to find a kitchen table for under 200 But you, there are some on there, and then the reviews are just like broken a month, didn't come with parts, split board, paint chipping, smells weird, made my house smell weird. You know, it's like no, no good reviews. So then you go a step up. You go, you start looking at Ikea. Ikea tables, they're in the $400 range. And they all look the same. They all look boring as shit. They all just look like a dumb Ikea table. Unless you want to do like 600 and then you're kind of fancying it up a little bit. Then we go to and World Market. And they're all Market. like smorgasbord, right? I mean, they're all like uh, Swedish brands. Yeah, they all have like clink and clocking names. Right. But that's not important. That doesn't have anything to do with the design okay, of I'm it. I'm very sorry that I brought that up. <laughs> I thought maybe they'd be Swedish designs. No, they're just kind of like boring ass tables. No offense if you have an Ikea table. I'm sure it does a good job. In fact, I was really pulled to buying one of them because it's a, a rectangle. It's wood. It's it has good reviews, which is what I'm looking for. But then you're looking at these tables. They're like $400, $500. You're like, oh, I should just go on Facebook Marketplace, buy a used table. We looked at a couple of world market tables. One in particular, a round table we were really into. Um, but that's, again, it's $600 for a kitchen table. I mean, maybe that's normal. And we just have never bought furniture. Nick and I have never had a kitchen table together. Yeah. When... 
I met you, your apartment had a kitchen and a kitchen table inside of the kitchen. Did it have a kitchen table? That's where we ate. I thought it just had an island. No, there was a kitchen table because I sat there and ate our... that that I'm pe- pretty sure the it was peanut an- soup for the first time that you gave me first of many times you saying I've made a soup handing it to me me eating it and being like there's a peanut element in this soup <laughs> I, 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 I do love putting peanuts in soup it's a Virginia thing <laughs> it's so peanutty and as a matter of fact not to go on too much of a side but if we don't do that how are we gonna fit pad out this podcast because we're going at a crazy rate we bought a table we had we played cards we went to Disneyland, and I'm not too sure how much we have to say about all of it. So let's take all of the asides, Nick, and let's just talk about say Ashley's <laughs> peanut soup obsession. Ashley made a peanut soup uh, when we first met, and uh, I was confused by it. I had never had anything like that, and I was like, "Well, okay, this must be like part of her like repertoire of like you know soups and." And ever since then, anytime Ashley has brewed up a soup, it's had a peanut element. And I've always kind of had an aversion to it. I don't know why. It just never struck me as something that, like, I wanted my soup to taste like. You know, maybe it was always too sweet for me mm. in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Would you call, like, your tr- the traditional way that you made it maybe almost like on a, has, like, a sweet The first part time of it. you had it, the peanut, I remember that back. So tell us, tell us what that soup is is in particular and i'm don't worry ash i'm building to something positive so you just it's the same every time i just do it differently it's the same ingredients pretty much it's like half a white onion diced two cloves of garlic diced a jalapeno de-seeded diced you saute that in some oil for a little bit till it starts smelling good then you put in like a bunch of cubed sweet potatoes in there like two medium-sized ones skinned cubed put them in there Get the skin just like a little brown. Then you add um, a couple of cans of tomato, fire roasted, and a can of some light coconut milk. Put that in there. Some water, salt and pepper. Um, I like to do cayenne. Uh, You know, my mom sent us those spices, and I put some fresh cayenne powder in there. And just let it simmer until those sweet potatoes are cooked. Sometimes you got to add a little water. Then you put in some kale, chopped kale right at the end. And then you put in a couple spoonfuls of chunky peanut butter. You mix it in there. And it's delicious. It's, uh, it provides days of nourishment. And it's vegan, accidentally vegan. Accidentally vegan. I mean, I I say accidentally because I didn't like search out vegan soup recipes. It just so happened to be vegan. And at the time when you were making it, when we first met, you were not vegan. No. You also said that you were. He had some sausage that you were like. You were like, yeah, come over. I'm cook you dinner. I'm like, wow, this is big, a big step. And she's like, I got some soup and I have sausage. And I'm like, oh man, this is great. Some soup and sausage. So Ashley gives me the soup. And uh, while we're eating the soup, like in the center of the table, there is, I would say, like, think about like a normal sausage link. Cut that in half. And that was what was sitting in front of, uh, in in between. And then I was like, okay, so uh, ate the soup. It's peanutty. It's great because uh, we just met. So I was like, I love it. <laughs> and then um, I was like, where's that sausage? And you're like, you're looking at it, motherfucker. And I'm like, this, uh, it's like half of my thumb. I didn't say that. And then we like, it wasn't split, that small. Split that little sausage. It was sausage like in again. between <laughs> the size of a hot dog and a Vienna sausage. And we each had one. 
That's how I like my meat. I, I like a little meat on the Actually, side. Actually, when I met you, I was it was a fucking mess. I, I I I was I was a mess. It is me. It was a mess. I was a mess. So the amount of meat I was eating at that point was probably more than I eat now. And I, I I'm an eat, I'm a meat eater. Yeah. Look at her goddamn fridge. Oh, I guess we could talk about our Costco trip as well. But. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's um. It just surprised me, and it was just very funny to me because I told uh, a mutual friend of ours, Neil, about uh, the fact that uh, the little tiny piece of sausage, and we had a good old laugh. Yeah, laughing at the women. (laughs) But then I realized later the portions, um, you know, the different types of food portions should be uh, portioned. They should be, uh, what do you call it? What's a... When a a a one and then a line, the frat... What, what are you trying to say, I'm trying babe? To say like you um, should have more food because you're bigger. No, I'm saying like a hundred. <laughs> you, you have a you're, you have a pizza pie. We don't, yeah. It's a pie graph, right? Yeah. And then what you should be eating is a hundred percent, right? You got right in there, and and what percentage? The yes. percentage of meat you should be eating yes. versus the percentage of vegetables, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. should be much smaller than yes. what a man like me yes. traditionally would eat. I have it almost flipped, where it's just like mostly protein and then you know some fiber some veggie you know in there and the way i like it is mostly fiber veggie and then a little meat on the the way it's supposed to be i think it is it is it is the way it's supposed to be so i'm wrong but like me being like 25 or whatever and you're like what's this little dinky vienna sausage this woman's giving me it was it was you know locally farmed i know uh, i know how you fed Right, continue. Yeah, it where, was where delicious. You, you it, it was from, from the, the farmer's, farmer's market. market. Mm-hmm. You, you worked at the farmer's market. Yeah, it was, market. had been alive a week ago. It had just been exactly. processed. So I didn't know how Ashley lived her life and what was going on with her at the time. You didn't know the quality of meat you were eating. No, and I didn't know how you sort of put a, uh, you know, you you're it's important to you where your food comes from yeah that's true you don't just buy meat and cook it up i do and i'll cook it for you every once in a while and you kind of just turn your you avert your eyes and and pinch your nose and eat it yeah uh but but if it (laughs) but if if it was up to you you're not gonna buy a bullshit egg a bullshit correct piece of meat you know even if you were eating meat which you wouldn't purchase meat to eat anyway these days but um yeah i i wasn't anywhere near that at this point Mm. through osmosis and through uh just the benefits of living with you i have become more like that Mm. not a hundred percent obviously i would say i'm 50 percent more what you how you eat and live your life than i was then not a hundred percent i still have my shitty stuff that i'll eat every once in a while but you know i don't want to talk about food forever but it's uh, back to this peanut soup i ate it i was confused by it then yeah in 2011 uh, yeah that sounds about right confused and then 2012 uh, maybe who like knows when I, we don't really remember don't when remember we started right dating right right it, right it seems like we've already, always been together it was actually before cell phones so we have no way we have of, no record um so uh cut to a couple of days ago, Ashley has these really nice cookware now, these pots and stuff that yeah. she's kind of been itching to use. And I got a pan and a pot. And I was kind of looking at her like, more of this high-end shit that we're just not going to use. Like this pot that you have, I'm like, when are we making anything in a pot, you and I, really? Yeah. Just Chili. When? I you don't know. know. It's, our new, it's our new life. But she broke out the pot. And she made a soup and I smelled it and I was like, this soup, huh? It smells kind of spicy or whatever. And you were like, do you want some of this soup? And I was like, no. 
because <laughs> I'm just not a soup guy. I really am not. I, I would prefer not to have a hot liquid for my dinner. But then you were like, you're eating the soup. I was like, please have some soup. And I was like, you know what? Put some fucking soup in a bowl. I love you, so let's do it. <laughs> and uh, I ate this soup. And at first I ate it and I was like, there's no peanut. Oh, there it is. There was like at the very end, the finish of this soup was peanutty. So I was like, okay, there is the peanut there. But this time, the beginning of the taste of your soup was so, had really good acidity. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was way more tomato based, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. It felt like it had like a uh, tomato broth. Like the first time I made it, it had for you, it had too much peanut butter in it. Cause I just eye it when I'm doing, I eyeball it all. Um, cause when I follow the recipe, it's never as good. So this is exactly the recipe or exactly the soup that you've not exactly the portions and different parts that you put in, you put a little more here and there, you've changed it a little bit. This is the soup that I had oh so many years ago in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. No, there's differences. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. This one had a jalapeno in it. I started adding that in the past like five years. Oh, okay. Um, I haven't had it in five years. Yeah. You haven't had it in a while. (laughs) This one had jalapeno. I also started doing fire roasted tomatoes instead of just like regular diced tomatoes i think it has like a little more flavor i started adding cayenne pepper and i've started doing kale instead of spin and spinach which i think the first time you had it i had put spinach in there well i gotta say folks this is one of the better soups i've had in a very long time it was so tasty so good the spice was right the peanut flavoring a hint of rather than Nick being, loved it. I loved it. I really did. It was my one of probably one of my favorite things Ashley has ever made. And then he ate it for the rest of the week with me. Yeah. We had leftovers. Um, Couldn't believe I'm, it. And I'm waiting for Ashley to make another batch. This has to be something that we have sitting around. The only thing that I'm going to need from this, and it's not that important, but eventually, uh, in about a week's time, I'm going to get weird about eating peanut butter. Yeah. So what do we do then? Can, can you do an almond butter? We could try it. I'm not against trying. Okay. I like trying. I like experimenting. Now, you know the Roanoke Hotel that I love that I took you to? Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. My favorite place. Great charcuterie board. Great, great, great. Now, their room service they offer. We never ate at their room service because we would always eat at the restaurant. In, there's two restaurants in the hotel. One is like a very fancy like white tablecloth type sit-down place that we never ate at. And then the other one is this um, little restaurant to the side that is all... All, every produce, every piece of food in there is local. It's so good. The cheese, everything, it's all locally made. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like one of the restaurants in Hotel Roanoke. And everything's freaking local. It's delicious. It's my favorite. When I brought Nick. It's really good. We ate there like every night. I mean, it was good. It was tough to leave that hotel and do anything because you would go downstairs and, I mean, this was... You know, what was it, March or something? Um, This was May, I think. May. I think we had just gotten vaccinated. Yeah, we had just gotten vaccinated. And uh, we were going camping. Yeah, we had, yeah. And we were on our way or we had just. We had just stayed in a yurt for three days. And (laughs) And this was was such a good. The opposite of a yurt. Which I love. I'm more of like a pamper me type guy. So, uh, you know, let's stay in a nice hotel. And they had an outdoor area and it was just beautiful weather. And they were, we were eating, like, I was eating uh, grass-fed, locally sourced beef burgers and 
We had these cheese boards that were like, the mm. cheese was like unreal. Pimento cheese, pepper jelly. And man, you know we, you love it. Man, did we drink a lot of IPA. <laughs> yeah, local IPA. We were like on a beer tour that, was that like, vacation. That was a beery vacation. Yeah. It really was. Except for when we were at, in the year, uh, we, I, we were like strictly drinking um, White Claws. White Claws, which yeah. is like. Pick your poison, folks, because both are going to kill you, either the White Claw or the IPA. It's, I'm over White Claws. Uh, me too. I won't drink White Claws anymore. I'm very excited. I know where we're going on. We're going to get back to the table. Yeah, we're going to get back to the table. We bought, uh, I bought, finally, I got my uh, Terra Nova or Terra, Terra Mana. I think it's Terra Mana or Terra Mana. I don't know. But the Rocks uh, Small Batch Tequila brand, it is the best tequila. And I found it in Vons. And I was like, yes, because I was very excited to get uh, back into my no carb having a cocktail at night. And I had a couple of tequilas last night. And I'll tell you, they are delicious. They really are. Nick, you're off track. We're going to get to the last night. We're going to get to the drinks. But I, I brought up Hotel Roanoke for a reason. Yes. Are, aren't you curious why? Oh, I, no, I just thought we were just talking about like that they had that soup or something. They have room service. They yes. offer a Virginia peanut soup. And I am always like, oh, I need to order that soup the the few times I've stayed there. But every time I've been like hungry, I've wanted to go down to that restaurant and, and eat there. And so I still haven't had their Virginia peanut soup. And you can only get this through the room service? Only through wow, the room service. Yeah. And um, now there is a Virginia peanut soup that is in Virginia. I've just never had it before. And the Hotel Roanoke one's supposed to be really good. So next time I go, we have to make it a point to stay there. It's just Every time I'm hungry, I'm like, oh, I want those deviled eggs. I yeah. want those local IPAs, the, the 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 freshly baked sourdough crust with the pimento cheese. Like, get me down there. I want some pickled beets. Well, you know what we could do is, you know, you, you go downstairs, you have a couple of cocktails, you have the a couple of cheese boards. Yeah. You come up, you have the you soup. You come up, you have the soup. Yeah, that's you a good know, idea. Just kind of make it a night of it. Or you have the soup for lunch if it's possible. Yeah, that's Go also out, a possibility. Come back, drink well, you were six IPAs. You were saying though it was hard to leave that hotel, and I think if I could finish what you were gonna say, is that because it was like the still in the pandemic, and like the hotel had all the amenities that you need, and so you would walk out into Roanoke, and you'd be like, I don't really need to go out. I just, you know me and Roanoke, I don't want to get into it, but I, I don't think of it as, I, I don't like downtown Roanoke as much as you do. Yeah. I find it to be, uh, I don't know, just like a bunch of stores and it's like, I don't know. There wasn't much. Well, you went during COVID, so there right. weren't that many people out. So it like felt a little so empty. You, so you think if there were just more people, I would like it more? Yes. Nope. Yes. I hate people. You like action though. But like we went and got a, we went and got those beers and there was like a bluegrass jam happening in that, that place. That was cool. That was the best. That was the best. I, I know you get very defensive when I start talking ro bad about Rono. Say something good about <laughs> it right now. I like the hotel. I like that uh, brewery with the, the, uh, the jam that was going on. You like the star? This star's fine. You go up to it and it's like, well, can't really see it up here as well. Should have been down there just looking at it. That's how I feel about the star. <laughs> um, I, yeah. There, I mean, there's some cool parts of it. I mean, honestly, you know, my favorite part of it is Scratch Biscuit or whatever it's called. Yeah, that place is so there's good. It's a goddamn biscuit place that is just, uh, we, we got recently, actually. Mm -hmm. When we drove to LA, we, yeah. we made a detour so that we could go through Roanoke and grab some biscuits. Yeah, that's the we way to LA. we roll, folks. Yeah. We'll go out of our way for a good biscuit. So anyway, I think we're done with talking about the soup. Anyway, I'd like Ashley to get back a, to the table. Ashley made a great peanut soup. 
I made a great peanut soup mixed uh, into it. So Ashley, uh, why don't you go ahead and talk about why you decided that it was important that we get a table from Facebook Marketplace rather than just one of these cheap slash expensive tables at a store? Well, we're not going to get a cheap table because everything in our apartment looks great. We've got a great space. We've really done a good job here. It's a wonderful place to live. And I didn't want to bring in some cheap fucking table that everybody's saying smells bad online. Okay. And what then- is that like the finish they put on it yeah it's like the chemicals they spray on it and people being like i had to air it out for two weeks it's like okay skip um so and then i was looking at these world market tables i also just don't want to spend six hundred dollars on a table some of these tables though we went to world market to kind of sit around them yeah wow like really nice tables there was a round one that i'm still like hmm that was if if this one doesn't work for us, we're gonna go to get that round one. I um, wish that they have a table that has like these little swivel stools that come out that are attached to the table. They just don't aren't as comfortable as you want them to be. But it's such a I, I'm so attracted to that. The fact you're attracted that, like, to like the cafeteria styleness of it. Oh, really? Just like how cool it is that it's like, hey, look, the chairs are connected. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it makes no sense. But yeah, they can uh, like push in and push out. They but swivel in as is with some of this world market stuff, like. You know, you got to go to the place and look at it because we're staring at a a drafting table desk right now that is too big for our 55 inch TV stand, which we have converted into much like that. That table with the swivel stools is like like you're like, what am I living in a fucking castle? How the fuck am I going to put this thing in any room? Absolutely humongous. Um, But yeah, so we, we did. We that was our last kind of little effort that we took to kind of avoid like a weird Facebook marketplace situation. Yeah. We're like, all right, let's just go to world market and take a look. We went in there and we were just like, some of this stuff is great. Some of it isn't. The stuff that's great is almost a thousand bucks. We don't want to spend that much money. Yeah. So let's go to Facebook marketplace. And then that's when Ashley, who had been having a correspondence with a young man named Spencer in Echo Park, uh, decided to say, ring me for that table. Let's get to the I had been on I have been on Facebook Marketplace looking for a table for about a month. And every time a table would pop up that I liked, uh it would sell before I could get it or it didn't come with chairs and I wanted one that came with chairs cuz I'm not trying to make so much work for myself. Um, but occasionally one would pop up that didn't have chairs that I loved and I would message them and then they would never get back to me and then the, the listing would change to sold. So anyway, this table pops up I, and I wanted a round table. I wanted a round table. I want a card playing table. We can sit down, play cards at. Um, I want, I just felt that the space called for a round table. It's a very angular space. It needed some softness there. And I wanted a wood table. And this table pops up on Facebook Marketplace. It's a table plus four chairs. It's listed as being a brown table. But if you look at the pictures, it's clearly wood. And it was only 130 bucks. Table, four chairs, wood, round, everything I want, 130 bucks. I messaged the guy. His name's Spencer. We work it out. We figure out this is the table we're going to get. You know, he's even kind of flexible about the pickup dates. Um, and we go pick up the table. And we actually had to do it in two trips because we just had our one car. But we get there and I, I go upstairs with uh, Spencer to get, you know, he came at us at the door with the top of the table and I went up there with him to get the two chairs while Nick loaded in the other stuff. And I go look at these chairs and I'm like, huh, these are pretty tall chairs. 
I wonder if this is a tall table. Because you can't tell because the top and the base are separated at this point. You know what I mean? And of course, I didn't freaking measure it or ask for the dimensions. I just looked at the pictures, which now in retrospect, looking at, they were taken from a very high angle. <laughs> and you can't really tell how tall the table yeah, he is. He must have been standing on one of those chairs. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we got a tall ass table. It's tall. You know, it's as like, think about your uh, kind of kitchen island or your kitchen counter. It's like as tall as that almost exactly. Actually, ours is exactly the height of it. Um, and when you sit on the chairs, like if you're maybe on the shorter end, your your feet aren't going to sit flush with the ground. But it's got like little, they're basically like chair stools. Yeah, it's got a little bar. It's got a little bars, ta- uh, bar that you can put your feet on. It's incredibly comfortable. And actually our table, which like, let's, let's be honest, we're not going to be like making three course dinners every night where we sit and have to be at that table you know this table is going to be for a lot of things and some of it is going to be playing some cards with some people when they come over it's kind of perfect for cards we got a perfect table it's like a card table height we got Um, a perfect tall table you know what also it looks like do you remember like your 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 friend's single mom who bought her own townhouse and you would go over there and she'd have like a nice tall kind of table in the corner that's what it looks like it looks like it belongs in a townhouse or a duplex it's got it's very i don't know it just fits it really works with the space and i was worried about its height i was worried about the fact that spencer listed it as a brown table and i was scared it wasn't (laughs) going to be wood but it's wood i mean because it was just like okay so he listed as a brown table because he's a dumb like 25 year old guy yeah this table's brown brown um but it's it's wood. I mean, it is brown. It's brown. He's right. <laughs> He's right. It is a brown table. So, okay. So we get the table home. We're really excited about it. Now we have to kind of assemble it. He's given us kind of like a couple of screws and the base and the tabletop are not connected, which was good for us because we could get it home in our car that way. But then we had to kind of assemble it. And, you know, six screws, very simple sort of installation, you would think. Uh, but, of course... I got on the ground and I looked at it and I uh, decided that it wasn't going to be sturdy enough with the screws that they gave us. So I decided that I was going to uh, make some alterations. Oh boy. First (laughs) off, we were doing the dumbest thing. We were trying to screw in the tabletop with the stool, with the base um, just sitting on the ground, like up underneath it with the screwdriver. And then Nick was like, oh, we're doing this wrong. We should put the tabletop on the bottom, put the base on top of that, screw it in, and then flip it over. And it was like, genius idea. Honestly, it took us 30 minutes to get there of, of uh, being underneath the table, just kind of being like, how do we do this? Then we screwed it into the wrong holes. We couldn't figure out what was going on. Um, we're like, it just keeps, one of the screws just keeps spinning. And it's because it was in this like other hole that was giant. And then Nick gets out all these long screws. He's like, we're going to make new holes. And I'm like, no, we can't make new holes. Let's just try and do it the right way. Um, so we struggled. Because my thought, and I'm not, a, I'm not a craftsman, folks. I'm not. But I've screwed in a couple of things. And I actually just used, our, I had to buy a screw gun in order to, screw uh all right guys listen we gotta take a break we gotta take a break i, I know it sounds crazy <laughs> we're talking about this table but lily just took a fucking shit in her litter box <laughs> so stinky and it stinks really bad and she's yeah. laying in front of us smiling like, kind of and we have to scoop it or do something so give us you won't we'll be right back hold on so we just we, we took care of lily's hey, business hey, hey 
we should say we're back. We're back. We, we scooped Lily's litter and everything is okay, guys. Don't worry. Don't worry about us. Did we tell you guys about the candle situation yet, though? So Nick got me two candles for Christmas. They're from Disney Park Scents. They like are supposed to smell like attractions. So each ride at Disney has its own scent. Like it's very iconic, and it's it's a combination of many factors. And one of the candles we have is the Pirates of the Caribbean candle. It's called Flume, and it is supposed to smell like sort of it's supposed to smell like the Pirates of Caribbean ride, which is uh caribbean wait i'm having a brain fart caribbean um it's both it's Um, supposed to smell like the ride which is flume refers to any sort of log flume style ride basically but this one in particular i looked up the scent notes and it said a combination of um like chlorinated water and the fog that they use in the ride okay so it's supposed to elicit that that those smells and we light this candle after lily takes a dump and then it just smells like someone has taken a shit in the pool yes i mean that's kind of how it is but and we just uh, lit that candle so we'll let you know how it smells in a few minutes guys so okay back to the table so we flip it over we figure nick figures that out then he wants to drill these like giant screws in i'm like no babe we we go back and forth on that we eventually just put the screws that are supposed to be in there in there flip it over and it's a round table so it's just supported by like the middle beam so it's not a hundred percent you know it it does move if you put all your weight on it there it will slant a little bit and we had a guest over here last night who proved that point yeah they kept like really <laughs> leaning on it and we were like okay stop and we didn't say anything but i did notice like see this is what i was talking about like if you really lean on it i feel like the board is gonna snap like the the, the screws are gonna pull mm. out of the wood yeah but it's not gonna happen it's in there it's steady it could it could happen and i still I'm thinking like I'm going to Google like I want I'm sure somebody has this exact style table. Yeah. And is like if I put into YouTube like how to add support to wobbly table, et cetera, et cetera, that somebody will show me like, OK, what you do is buy these screws and buy this piece. You should and just put buy it right wood here. glue, put it there and then screw it in and it'll it'll tighten. I just don't trust the wood glue. Do you don't think the wood I, glue? I think it's a great. I, I kind of want to buy like idea. these little like L shaped like pieces of wood and then where they kind of bridge on both parts and then you screw it through. Do you know what I mean? And adding like support beams on each side. Baby, you do you. This is your project now. I went, I spent the time on Facebook talking to strangers. I got it to the house. My part of this project is done. It's a working table. I love it. You do whatever you want to it. Thank you. I'm going to paint it. And I'm going to you put can't screws paint all it. Over you it. can't paint it. <laughs> okay, well, I was going to do me. I was going to paint it black. Okay, but long story short, we're telling you guys about the table because last night we had our very first sort of gathering of two friends came over. We played cards all night. We had snacks. We made drinks. We played music. We had laughs. And the a table. A lot of laughs. A lot of laughs. The table was great. It was a perfect card playing table. Babe, do you like how I started as soon as our fourth person got there? How I was like, okay, let's all go to the table. Let's sit down. Yeah, you were very uh, big on that. And I don't know if I liked it. I actually thought we were going to like hang out for. Nah, take that element right out. Let's get down to business. It's so serious about cards. Then you get to hang out while you're playing cards. That's when the hangout happens. But like get the cards happening, get it started. Otherwise, an hour passes and then you're like, I guess we won't play cards. And then it's like, why are we here? 
Yeah, you're right. You are right about that. We there would would have been a chance that we scrapped it. Yeah, together. Just jump right into it play. and incorporate. Because I was thinking like maybe we'll play Nintendo. Incorporate the hangout into it. Um, okay, so I want to talk about something that happened last week. Very exciting for my park heads out there, my Disney park heads. Nick and I took a, another trip to Disneyland. We do go twice a month. Um, it's our thing. It's we're in our thirties. We don't have kids. We live in Los Angeles. I don't have to defend myself. Also, like you people who are like during COVID, it's like yeah, we we take a lot of risks. We don't live with any elderly people any longer. Uh, just us and a cat, and neither of us go to an office. We're fully vaccinated. We're fully vaccinated. Everyone's wearing boosted, masks. inside. You know, you know, it's just like what are you gonna do? We're 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 going to Disney. We like Disney. You know, I guess I guess screw off if you got a problem. Yeah, most of Disney is walking around out outside and then the attractions that are inside everyone has to wear a mask it's just like worth it you know if you got covid on uh you know uh pirates of the caribbean it's worth it i mean it smells like a fog machine plus a chlorinated pool (laughs) um anyway so yes we did go i I guess this is our fourth trip i think that's right um yeah so uh this was our last each and every trip we've gone to including this last one um has been where Disneyland is uh, having their holiday lights and decorations up. Yeah. So the next and time we go, we'll, it will be my first time seeing Disneyland in like a normal sense. It's regular sense. Yes. But uh, so this was uh, the last hurrah for the holidays. I'll tell you what, I wasn't that interested in hearing all of the caroling and seeing all of the lights on January the... Third. Third. You know what I mean? I'm like done at that point. Yeah, it wasn't January 3rd. It was January 7th or 6th. Whatever. January 5th or January January 5th. Uh, It's like, who gives a shit, you know, about Christmas after Christmas comes? It's just like, get me out of here. But we did get to go on Small World that has a whole holiday Christmas situation. Yeah. Yeah, we've been wanting to go in Small World the past two times we went because they do like a huge Christmas holiday thing and they pump scents into the ride and it's just supposed to be like a spectacular event. And the two times we went in December... Um, when they had the holiday overlay, it wasn't working. The ride was down. They had a flood. The ride actually flooded and took a lot of time to repair. And then the other time we went, it was like they closed early. You know, we just kept running into roadblocks. So I was very excited to go on January 5th because it's one of the last days to see this. It's a small world with the holiday overlay. And we went on it and it was fine. Yeah, Ash didn't like it. I I wasn't that excited to get on it, so my expectations were lower and they were met. It was like, oh, this is uh the Disneyland version of the uh, it's a small world ride, uh, and it's the original version, and it's a version that went to uh, what was that a fair or the World's Fair? Mm-hmm. Yeah, World's back Fair back in the '60s or yeah. something like that. You know, very cool. The outside is very cool. Um, it's uh, definitely like a centerpiece of the park in a way, uh, just because the facade is awesome. Um, but. You know, I I compared it to the many times that I've been on the Orlando version, and that ride sucks. And it's like you, it's like in a weird little ter- circus tent, like squished yeah. in like Adventureland or wherever the fuck it is, Storybook Land. Um, and it's like not that fun. It, it's a massive ride. It it did look like when you're on it, you are it it looked bigger in Orlando to me than the ride looks in Disney. It does look like the like 
the actual space you're in is bigger in Orlando. In Disneyland, it looks from the outside like it's bigger. Right. And in Disney World, it looks like in the inside that it's bigger. It, yeah, I felt the exact same way. Um, I, it, it, to me, Small World was just like you could always get on it real quick. Somebody in your party wanted to go on it, whether it be like a mom or a little sister or something like that. And well, it was either my mom or my little sister. I realized, I was like, I love it so much in Disney World. Why did I like it there? And I was just uh, kind of okay with it in Disneyland. And I realized the only times we've ever gone on it in Disney World was when we were very hot and needed to get out of the sun right. for a while. And that's good for that. It's kind of a longer ride, too. Yeah. Uh, it's like a slow boat ride, you know. Um, and so I was like, man, eh, I, I did not like going on. That. I'm not, not a fan of that. Uh, the, uh, Disney world Orlando version. So I was like, eh, let's check out this one. There's more like prestige with it, you know, based on it being like a Walt creation and all that stuff. And we're, and it was the Christmas overlay. I was like, oh, I've never seen anything like that. You know, let's go on there. And I'll tell you what I went on it. It looked like to me that it had been, somebody had paid more attention to it in mm, the past mm -hmm. couple of years. Everything inside felt newer um than the orlando version also i very much appreciated which i do not think is in the walt disney world version the fact that there are some disney characters in small world sort of style art that are in each land depending on you know what country i guess the story comes from mm -hmm. you know so there's like an alice which i believe is in france no britain in britain england mm -hmm. england yeah. and then oh no cinderella was in france mm. You know, and you kind of saw that. And I, I like, you know, the classic Disney stuff. It was a cool little Easter egg. They didn't exactly point any of it out. So you could have missed it, which I also enjoy when there's but like they a little were, something. They were spotlighted. They and were spotlighted, but it wasn't like they didn't have a sign that said, here's Alice. Like, you right. know, yeah. like you, you may have not understood what you were looking at. And some of them I didn't. Well, I thought it was kind of weird when you go to Africa, they have the hyenas from the Lion King. And I didn't see that. They're spotlighted and they're laughing and it creates like kind of an eerie feeling oh i wish i would have seen that yeah gotta check that out it next really time. stood out to me point that out to me next time i go it's funny because we were turning the corner and nick was like commenting on the disney characters and he's like where's stitch where's lilo and stitch as i was saying it stitch was looking at me in hawaii yeah like, on a surfboard uh, on a surfboard yeah um yeah so uh you know i did notice uh you know it's you get off small world and you're like oh you know it's like our weird like american way of being like this is what the swedish people are like clogging you know yeah, what i mean yeah. sorry to go so hard on sweet swedes in this uh it's very much like a whitewashed like look at other cultures it's, you take you kind of take you know a soft stereotype and you make a little portion of the ride out of it for that country i mean that's how it goes and then we got to where i was confused by it i'm like what is this and I realized, oh, this is America, cowboys and Indians. Mm. And I was just like, oh, mm. I, I get it now, guys. This this is what Americans, th this is what people think of Americans, just Westerns. Mm. Like that is sort of the import that uh, other nations probably get uh, from us. It's like, well, what do you like about America? And like maybe now because of the internet and everybody knows exactly what we're doing at all times and we know exactly what everybody else is doing at all times and we're a little bit more sensitive. But back in the 60s, if you were to ask some guy, you know, in, I don't know, uh, China or something, like, tell me about uh, American culture. He'd be like, John Wayne in the West, baby. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's it. You yeah. know, so 
makes sense, but it's funny that like at the end there's like this white room where like there are every little everybody you have characters representing from all of the different lands that you just kind of went through, but they're all dressed in white with like still some characteristics of what they were wearing in in their land. You got uh, right in the corner just a cowboy and an Indian, and I was yeah. just like, wow, it's interesting that uh, that is what we are how what represents us a cowboy and an Indian. Which I guess it makes sense. I mean, the white man who comes to this country. You should and be the saying Native American. Here. But that's what it is. But like, you're right. That it's is a cowboy Indian movie. Yeah, like, that's you know the motif. I mean? Yes, uh, cowboys yeah. and Indians. I, I don't. I don't. I didn't hear us make big changes. Right. You're not making. You're not referring to a singular person. No, you're I'm referring about to like, like a style. Like when you were kids, let's play cowboys and Indians. Right. You know what I mean. Like, and that's what the ride really is. Is it feels like it's exposing us to like a bunch of different aesthetic styles as well. It's like this is how one culture. Does does design this is how another culture does design like before the internet this must have been very stimulating and fun before you realized all these different sort of artistic expressions in clothing and and patterns and just you know like ho- like home styles because they show different types of houses and stuff anyway we're spending too much time on it's a small world because what i really want to get to is my bucket list event that happened at disneyland the last time we were at Disneyland, we were getting on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, which is, I think, my favorite ride at Disneyland right now. It is so great. I, and I'm shocked. I am I loved it at Disney World, but not like I love it at Disneyland. I can't explain it, but it's better. Um, what would you say? Would you weigh in on that? Would you agree or disagree? It's better because it has animatronics on it. It has animatronics. And there's like shit that goes on. Like, I don't remember the one. It has a story. Yeah, there's a story to it. We did talk about this. We did. Okay. We were on the last time when we went on it the first time. But, uh, yes, I mean, there's, you can kind of tell what's going on in this movie. And it's just a very good roller coaster. It's just fun. Yeah. So the last time we got in line for it, I saw a cast member give someone one of those red line time cards, which is like, um, you know, here's the here's your card and give it to the cast member when you get there so that they can keep track of how long people are in line. So they start a timer as soon as they hand it to you and then they end that timer when you hand it to the cast member. And so I looked at Nick when I saw this happen. I was like, oh man, they just got a line time card. That's one of my Disneyland bucket list items. Like I want to do that. I want that responsibility to hold on to that card. I want to be a part of helping Disneyland like function as best it can. Is that cheesy? Maybe. I don't know. But we got on the ride and sure enough, right as we were walking in, one of the cast members gave me this red card, this time card, and I started freaking out. Yeah, it happened to us. Uh, well, it happened to Ashley. But uh, we were uh, we were together, so it happened to us. And uh, I was very happy that uh, we got to experience this. And um, Ashley was uh, over the moon. To say I was the least. so pumped. I want like because I know that my action will have an effect on the park, and it did. The time, the wait time went down after we gave him the card. It so did. it went it from did, thirty-five yes. minutes to thirty minutes, yes. which is how long it took us. And then when we got up there, they were seating people. So I hand him the card, the guy who's seating us. He's filling out the top of the ride. He sends us to the back. We got the back row. And I'm wondering, was that a a little gift? I think it was a treat. Thank you for your service. Yeah, I think it was. That's the only, and now I only want the back row. I freaking love the back row. You feel the ride more. It's uh, more, you, you feel the vibration. You feel it. And also there's no one behind you. Like it just, it feels like 
incredible. I don't know. It just you feels like you're almost like you're all alone on this ride a little bit. Just with just with your Nikki, your Nikki boy. Just with your Nikki boy, and that's it. Um, but yeah, really loved that. And thank you to the cast member that sent us to the the back row. I appreciate that. And I got to cross that off my Disneyland bucket list. Yeah. Um. I'm, I'm, before we get out of uh, the Disney portion of this podcast. Well, there was there a specific treat that we had that I'm like, wow, that was the greatest thing I've ever eaten. Oh yes, we got a churro. We got a holiday churro. A holiday yeah. churro that ha- had like some sort of Nutella it on it or chocolate something. pecan holiday churro. <laughs> I mean, folks, yeah, run, don't walk because <laughs> it it is those churros at the park. Is that a Disneyland thing? I the think churros? so. Yeah, because no, I don't remember churros at all in Disney World. I'm pretty sure it's land. Yeah. Uh, man, the churros over at Disneyland are like almost worth the price of admission. They're I so mean, good. It's, like, it, it's so good. Um, but yeah, another successful um, little trip to Disneyland. We do these all right after I get out of work for the most part. So I get out of work at like. 4.30, we're in the car, about 4.45, we get there about 5.45, and then we just hang out for like four hours. Yeah, you do, we only have time to do like three rides. Yeah, we and eat dinner. And then we eat we dinner, a, we, have, we have a couple drinks. We walk around a lot uh, into the stores, and Ashley uh, says, come on, we gotta get you merch. And then we go into a store, and I don't find anything, and Ashley buys something. That's pretty much how it goes. Poor Nick, <laughs> every time we go, we're like actively looking to get Nick some merch. Hey guys, sorry about that. Uh, our podcast machine ran out of batteries, died. So if it stopped mid-sentence, that's what happened. But we were just talking about the ongoing battle to get Nick some freaking merch. Every time we walk into the store, we're like, we're going to get Nick a shirt that he can wear to Disneyland. And then guess what happens? Ashley finds something. Yeah, I, I mostly, it's not that, I mostly just don't like what they're putting out exactly. There's always like one or two things I'm like thinking about, but then I'm like, ah, for the price point, and am I going to wear this at all? Like, and then he never finds it in his size. And then if I look for it, it's sometimes not in my size. It, that's not always the case. That was just last time. The fact With the that, black shirt. Because I'm like the size that most guys are there, an yeah. extra large t-shirt size. I can find extra larges. But I, there was one thing that I did want, which is a hot piece of merch, there, yeah. which is they have these uh, spirit jerseys is what they are called. Um, Disneyland Resort spirit jerseys that they sell in all the stores in different styles and colors. And um, there's just a black and white one that I want, just all black with white writing. And you can see most like boring ass dudes are just wearing the black and white one. And I'm like, that's the one I want. Uh, and uh, that has just hit the shelves. And boy, oh boy. It is not in anything but an extra small, extra small or a small right now. I mean, it is. And, and Ashley found a medium and bought it for herself, rubbing <laughs> salt into the wound. Um, so, uh, yes, um, I am looking for that. It, it has been hard, but Ashley seems to be more interested in like really flaunting the fact that we go to Disney a, a lot. I don't really care to do that unless it really matches something that I have or is just a spectacular uh, piece of clothing. Um, so, so far, no go on any of that, but I will, I'm going to get, I'm going to get that spirit Jersey and, and we'll see. There was a baseball Jersey that was kind of catching our eye, but it was just too Disney, you know, it was just like Disney'd out. The and front was, just... was cool, but then the back was like the castle, like embroidered and like fluorescent glittery. It was just, just too much too flashy the back. too in the much back. going on, but still, I don't know when it's summertime yeah it'll be cool might want to might want to wear that just because it'll breathe because it's a button situation and who knows um maybe i'll try it on 
next time we go. So, guys, we don't have time to get into the documentary. I mean, that we, we do. Plugged. We're just not going to do it uh, because we decided that we're going to do it next week. We're going to we'll save, save it for we'll next week. We'll but save it a little we bit. do have some thoughts now about Dis- um, <laughs> Disney All Star, the Challenge All Stars. Um, we want to talk about our feelings on this most recent episode and going into the final, just some general observations. I'm feeling very excited for this final. I'm invested in these characters and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I have done a 180 on Nehemiah. I found him so kind of like cheesy and sort of um, a tryhard at the beginning of the season. Yeah, he's corny. Um, and now I'm rooting for him and Melinda full force. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think those are the ones that you're rooting for. I mean, they're really telling us a, a Melinda Nehemiah story. Uh, it seems like if you kind of take this um, season and you think about all the episodes and, and what they were kind of editing to give us some sort of storyline, it does seem to be like the uh, King's Palace. Um, if they don't win, it's going to be strange, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, Yes, I mean, uh, we we are up to date. Seems like the final is going to be next week. Nehemiah, I agree. Um, didn't really like Nehemiah at all uh, in the original show when he came on from being after being on the Austin Real World. Um, I think that was mostly just framing by by the show and like how people just did not think he was a good competitor and. Uh, you know, the kind of the white boy brigade that was going on uh, mm. at the time, I think maybe had something to do with the way I think about him, mm-hmm. you know, which was, you know, he was Wes's buddy because of his season, but Wes didn't really help him at all. And they were kind of at odds at certain points. But like, you know, I just remember Kenny and, and Johnny and, and uh, Evan and, and those people being pretty disparaging towards him. Mm. So I never took him seriously. He's clearly a, kept himself in better shape than most of the people that have been on that show. Um, and uh, I, it's helping him here uh, in sort of the senior tour mm-hmm. uh, because he's a fit dude and not everybody on this show is fit. It's a little bit more fit than last season, but he's a guy that you probably just don't want to see head to head in really anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also seems like he's a bright dude and that uh, the puzzles aren't going to be that much of a problem for him anyway. And so coming into this last episode, you have uh, the teammate, the team of Melinda and Nehemiah. Um, they were put uh, in, uh, what, what are they calling the uh, elimination stuff? I, I think they're just calling it the elimination. So they're putting an elimination. They and don't they, have like a fancy like the doom they room. They probably or... call it, put it down in the whatever. But, um, you know, they win and then they get the uh, idols, which are. They got the life shield. Life shield. The last two life shields, meaning that they will be in the final. Guaranteed to be in the final. And then so we have this episode we just watched. And yes, they did make it to the final. Um, and at this point, I'm like, boy, I, I think they they need to win this to make this feel like a, a, a satisfying season. I can't, as far as an edit goes, I can't really tell you who else would do it. I think John A. A and MJ MJ are the only other people getting an edit. And maybe Janelle and Darrell, but But we just haven't seen much of them this season. They chatted in the beginning, the fact that they were like secretly from, both from the same area and didn't want to tell anybody. They're both from the Bay Area. Yeah. And so, and that they're friends and they just didn't really want to let that go, let, let everybody know that. 
Uh, and so I thought that was going to be important. Didn't really see anything of the two of them. I think probably because they're pretty quiet. Yeah. Um, and not really politic in so much. Um, and the thing is with uh, John A is she's politic and she's hard. She, she's they, working hard. She's now MJ. Well, MJ is his first all star season. But John A, it's now two for two on all star seasons, making it to the final without going into an elimination. I mean, yeah. that's a perfect game yeah. if you win. Yeah. And she came in third. Last season? Did I think she, so. Did she? That so, sounds right. What know, about Ayana and Tech? Do you think that they're getting a winner's edit? They are getting an edit because they're in the fucking elimination every week. Yeah. Like the two Between the two of them, like they of the nine that we've seen, it has to be at least seven uh, included one of them. Yeah. You know, King's Palace, uh, that, that alliance, they've been targeted this entire season. And mm-hmm. so that's why we've seen a lot of them. So that's part of the reason why I'm a little skeptical on the Melinda Nehemiah win, because we may have just by default seen a lot of them because you have to focus on the person that's going into the elimination for that episode. And they just happen to have gone in a bunch. Same thing with tech. I mean, we've seen so much of tech. Um, so who went home this week? Jody and Brad, right? Jody and Brad. And you know, what's funny didn't even register to me because they're not really being showcased in a way that seemed like either interesting or a threat, even though they should have been the biggest threat. But once again, we get a Brad meltdown where he's thrown into the elimination for losing being because he was disqualified for just ripping open boxes instead of trying to uh, unlatch them. Untie. He had to untie something when, on a moving truck and uh, there's about five or six boxes there and he couldn't untie them so he just ripped the lids off well he was like the knots were placed in a way that made it look like a handle and it's like okay brad uh he did not pay attention so uh, obviously everybody were like okay that's it we know how this works you, if you don't play the game the way it's supposed to be played you break the rules you're going to get disqualified so this guy's going to be in the elimination we all knew it but what i didn't see coming was at the end when they awarded melinda and nehemiah the win which is what two dailies in a row they win mm-hmm. something like that or they won the elimination no, they had won the elimination. and then now yeah. they're coming in with a daily win which is good uh momentum you know they you know great job for these people but then like tj looks over at brad and is like brad what are you doing man like he was so pissed yeah in a way he's like dude you know do you know dest- he i think he literally said you know destroying our equipment is never going to get you a win right and the way he said destroying our equipment means like they were not the last to go. Yeah. Somebody had to go replace those boxes that they ripped open. Yeah. Because like he just broke plastic off the hinges. So they probably had to stop production for like a couple of hours to yeah. get replacement pieces. And they all sat around there and TJ was just like, this fucking guy, Brad. Yeah. Um, and he really it was like, there are times when TJ is like, I'm really disappointed. I don't like quitters. And you're just like, Okay, at first you're like, that's fun. But then you're kind of like, all right, TJ, give it up. The dude didn't want to jump off a cliff. You right, know what I mean? Like right. eye rolling. This was like more of like a, a boss reprimanding you than I had heard from TJ ever. It yeah. didn't have that disdain of like, I don't like quitters. That's the way this show goes. No quitters. It was more of just like, dude, you're a fucking idiot. Like yeah. I'm sitting around here for four hours because of your dumbass. How long have you been on the show? You know, destroying the equipment is never the path to winning this fucking game, Brad. Yeah. Go sit over there. Like it was like one of those. It truly was. And it was just like, oof. Um, Jody's hands bad. were bleeding too. It was yeah. like a weird situation. Anyway, they, you know, by default go into the elimination and they lose. Yeah. Um, didn't and see it coming. 
didn't see it coming. What was the elimination? It was um, not called Homewrecker. It's like Break right. House or something. They had to smash house. So they go up against uh, Darrell and Janelle, and uh, they have to smash little pieces of cinder block. Or it's like a whole room. So there's two rooms, and they are in the pe- the guys are in a room with a sledgehammer that's completely decorated. It's got bookshelves and a desk and a chair, and you want to smash as much of this room as possible and put heavy pieces through a little hole in the wall that then your partner takes when the, from that hole in the wall and puts in another hole in the wall in their little room on the other side to, to fill up oh I got god to fill up some a basket and then they weigh the basket at the end to see which one's the more heavy basket you okay ash yeah i got too excited <laughs> Uh, anyway, it was a, it was a fun uh, elimination, and uh, Darrell and Janelle come out on top, which I was happy about because there was a, a storyline of yesterday of last week's episode where Janelle has a back problem and it's been bothering her for a couple of uh, weeks now, and she almost quit. And Darrell was livid. Pissed. I mean, he was pissed. And uh, luckily, uh, Janelle kind of decides like, I can't do this to Darrell. I'm gonna I'm gonna put everything I got into this show and into this competition, and tells Darrell. And goddamn, does Darrell kind of tear up like yeah. I, I mean it's important for Darrell to win I mean clearly he's decided that they're gonna keep letting me on these shows I gotta win some of these shows so I am sort of pulling for Darrell and Janelle I am uh, I kind of want to see a Darrell like straight up uh, victory because mm-hmm. he, he didn't win last season who won mm-hmm. last season yes oh yes and yes not on the show yeah didn't even talk about this at yeah. all funny who won uh, anybody else win was there a female winner no they just, just had one winner, winner which, yeah, was, which a was disappointing right so yeah, because um, that's always going to be a man. <laughs> so yeah, I'm 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 kind of pulling for Darrell and Janelle, but if not, you know Nehemiah and Melinda, the the two of them, except um, for the one time it was Cara Maria was the overall winner. But it's hard to do an equalizer when so much of the comp final is physical. Anyway, I think jo- Jody was an overall winner twice. She was, I believe so. Uh-huh. Um, so it can happen. Folks. It can happen. It can um, happen. It's just much harder for a woman. And don't quote me on the Jody thing. She at least won overall once because I do remember that. Okay. Um, so, folks, uh, very excited to watch the final. It's been a pretty good season. I'm excited for these uh, shows to keep rolling on. Um, but uh, until then, uh, I guess uh, enjoy the rest of your week. That's the end of this podcast. Um, do us a favor, follow us on all platforms. Uh, if you're not subscribed to this on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. Um, we also throw this thing up on SoundCloud. If you're like interested in listening to it that way, if you're a SoundCloud person, go check it out on SoundCloud. You can comment and like over there. I never plug that, but might as well do that now. And I am still pushing out vlogs over there at youtube.com forward slash Nick Maritato. You can find all my vlogs. They feature Ashley. I put one up last week where Ashley and I ran some errands over at uh, the Americana in Glendale uh, over here in Los Angeles. Um, it's, uh, you know, we go to a couple Goodwills. We strike out. But, you know, it's fun to see Ash and I kind of bouncing around. And either this week or next week on Thursday, because they drop every Thursday, there will be uh, some footage from this last Disney trip that we were just talking about, uh, which I kind of have to assemble today right after this. Um, Ash, do you have anything you want to plug? Thanks for listening. Oh, also, if you have any thoughts on whether or not I should get bangs, let me know. I'm going to get my hair cut soon. Going to do a bob. I'm thinking a French bob, but I might put some bangs in there. I don't know. What do you think? Let me know. Talk to you later. All right, guys. Bye. Bye.